0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to Chris Platy Presents Hip Hop and Basketball. Here with me is one of my good friends from hip-hop review one half of hip-hop review podcast will gill how you doing buddy
0: what up what up what up just finished uh taking some shots at the gym trying to get ready for next year's free agency oh yeah you want that contract too (laughs) everybody's
1: getting paid i mean shit we we got an opportunity yeah, I got to get 4 year 40 mil somewhere Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, if Mazgov got it, I mean, you can, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. All right.
1: So let's let's get into it. So this is going to be a special pod. You're the first guest on this series uh in free agency. So um we're get, I'm going to get your thoughts on the whole KD thing because really to be honest with you, nothing else has really happened since the whole KD thing. A few little moves, uh but you can keep all. You can keep track of all those on CBS Sports. They have a great free agency tracker that I've been using all throughout the free agency period. But let's talk about it. So KD signs a two-year, 54 million dollar deal with the Warriors. Now um, it's a one-year contract with the option to opt out after next year, which we assume he'll do. He'll opt out and then sign, uh, and then sign a max the following year with the Warriors. So Will, what was your official or sorry, initial reaction of him going to the Warriors?
0: Initial reaction was uh just wanna say God bless <laughs> Jerry West. <laughs> the guy is a god. Jerry West, the logo, is a god. For him to build the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, then come over to the Warriors and get Kevin Durant on the Warriors is unreal. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and uh durant are going to go down as three of the top five shooters of all time and they're going to be playing on one team together in their primes and it's in their their primes it's unreal i can't believe it's happening it it, 24 hours later i still am not completely able to digest what just happened (laughs) oh i
1: know i'm i'm the i'm the same (laughs) way i mean it's it's incredible i don't think we've ever seen this and then plus you add um Draymond Green who's you know not the shooter cuz you were mentioning the shooting aspect of it but just the talent wise I don't think we've ever had four of the arguably top 10 best players in the NBA on one team like maybe since the Russell era in the 60s but like that's it when LeBron was in was when LeBron was in Miami with Bosh and Wade I mean Bosh was probably a top 15 maybe top 10 and that was and still that was only three players. Now you have two of the top three and then and then two other guys who fall within the top ten to twelve range. I mean, that's just unprecedented. We've never seen this before.
0: Yeah. All I have to say for there's a lot of pressure on the Warriors. If they do not win a championship next year, there'll be a lot of Michael Jordan meme faces oh. to go around. I mean, there's going to be that,
1: that meme is uh that means it's going to be everywhere no matter no matter what you do i mean the second anybody screws up it's it's there uh but i'm i'm going to give them a pass next year because just because we've seen it before in history that usually when a big team is assembled like the heat did that um that they never win their first year so i think it's i i think you you have to allow one year but then after that you have to start looking at them like okay come on the pressure's on now you're supposed to be winning multiple championships
0: Chris Platt, your your pass is fine, but Twitter will not yeah. give that pass. that's a very
1: that's a very fair point.
0: It's winner is coming. <laughs> if the Warriors do not win the championship next year, oh yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean, right now I'm, I'm picking them. Uh, I heard this crazy thing. I don't know if you follow. Do you follow the Vegas uh, the Vegas odds or not? Really,
0: uh, I I seen the one for OKC. I didn't see it for the Warriors. okay. So
1: for the Warriors, they get. Um, they have the same odds uh, now that they've signed Durant to win the championship as they did with game 7 of the NBA finals on their home floor so with an entire season and an entire year to play out they have the same odds with Kevin Durant now that they did when they when they had all they had to do was win one game at home
0: yeah it's pretty unreal because all of this is one offensive play and I, I honestly been thinking about it for 24 hours i cannot Think of a defensive strategy to stop it, but how do you stop a Kevin Durant and Steph Curry pick and roll with Klay Thompson in the corner?
1: Um, you don't.
0: What defense is there? Like, it's literally unstoppable. You can't overhelp because Klay's in the corner, and he could hit that that uh, open corner shot all day. And do you... Uh, Draymond's steady improving
1: sh- as a three-point shooter as well. So you got Draymond on the other corner. I mean, what do you what do you do? I mean, you just... You just chalk it up to well, we'll get it back on offense. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> yeah, all it, that's all you can do.
0: It's pretty unreal. And then so now their death lineup goes to uh, Igudala, Durant, Clay, uh, Curry, and Draymond as a new deaf yeah, lineup. Yeah. So
1: now you 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 pull out Harrison Barnes, which was uh, and this is the best lineup like statistically ever. So you pull out Harrison Barnes and you add Kevin Durant to that lineup. What yeah. do you think? <laughs>
0: yeah, arguably the one of the greatest scorers of all time and one of the greatest lengths on defense that we've ever seen from a from a, a perimeter defender. It's ridiculous. I know
1: he's. I mean, I've said this before um, that he's really. He's really so unique because he can drop thirty on anyone. He literally has a mismatch on any person to ever guard him. You can't think of one person where he doesn't have a mismatch all time. He either has the height or the speed or just the or just the handles he needs. Like no nobody can get him.
0: And then with Durant being on the Warriors, the Warriors will still have the issue in the seven-game series where uh, teams will just pick and roll Steph Curry all day long. Mm-hmm and make sure they make them work on defense. But Steph Curry's load on offense now is so much lighter with Durant on the team that you don't have to uh, force shots like Curry was doing late in games uh, because Durant would be there to open up the floor and another great option for their offense. Yeah,
1: because uh, let's face it, like when Curry was, Curry was being hounded in the finals and you saw that when you took Curry out and attacked him and he was just tired all series long. And, you know, part of that you probably can not chalk up to injury. I've said it before, and I said it again that I don't think he was fully healthy. Uh, not using that as an excuse. Cavs deserved to win. That whatever. But um, with Curry, I think he was. He, I think he was tired, and it did take him out of rhythm. And then Clay Thompson, it, as great of a score as he is, he either needs to score off of a spot up jumper, or he needs to score off of a screen. Like he doesn't. He's not a guy who really, really creates his own shot too well. I mean, he can, but. Not as not as much as you'd like him to.
0: Yeah, Klay Thompson still dribbles with his head down at right. times. That's He's not the greatest uh, at creating his own shot. But with Durant on the team, Steph Curry's load is about to be way lighter. And even times where Steph Curry is just having to work so much on defense, his load would be lightened on offense. And what happened on Game 7 where late in the game where Love gets switched on to him, and Curry settles for the three where all season long Curry was attacking, taken, yeah. attacking it to the rim. But his legs are so shot that, you know, he settles for jumpers. And they won't have that issue next year with Kevin Durant on the team. No,
1: they won't. And also, now you can you can arguably, even if you really want to, you can take Curry out because you got Durant on the floor and Clay and stuff. Like, you don't have to leave Curry on the floor and let him get attacked all game long on defense. I mean, yeah, I do think the scouting report is out that you do got to be rough on Curry, but, I mean, with Kevin Durant now, yeah, like you said, it's going to be so much easier because the Oklahoma, or sorry, not the Oklahoma City Thunder, but the Golden State Warriors needed that shooting and that shot creating that uh, outside of Steph Curry, and they just didn't get it all playoffs. Yeah,
0: and then Barnes uh, just missing anything and being scared to shoot definitely didn't help at exactly
1: all. <laughs> exactly i mean it was it was rough it was rough to see like draymond wasn't hitting shots um you know uh except for game seven of course
0: yeah hell of draymond had one of the greatest uh game sevens that won't be remembered he'll like 30 points he almost had a triple double and yeah all everybody remembers is lebron oh yeah
1: i i said this on on the other podcast i did immediately after game seven i looked up the stats and there's this stat I don't know if you're familiar with it called game score. It's like an advanced analytic, and it takes it's kind of like a PR where it takes everything into account. But um, it's for one game, and so Dr- Draymond Green, statistically speaking, had the eighth best performance all time that game.
0: Wow, that game
1: in Finals history, like that was, and it won't be remembered. It, no, one not one at all. One. I mean, maybe some outside people will remember it, like every now and again, but 20 years from well, now, we fine. might not even remember it.
0: Yeah, and by outside people, I think you mean Draymond's family. Members. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Draymond and his family will be the only people that remember. Uh, all right. So, While we're Okay, I was just going to say, um, I was just going to say if you don't have anything else to say on the whole like KD situation, that we are going to move into the Warriors cap situation in terms of talking about like what they can do with options there. But did you have to say something first?
0: Yeah, I, I got one more point to make. Um, it's pretty unreal to think about all the dominoes that had to fall in place for this Kevin Durant um signing to happen. If Clay Clay Thompson doesn't go berserk in game six against uh Oklahoma and hit all those ridiculous threes, uh OKC probably advanced to the finals and uh Durant probably stays in Oklahoma. And if uh Draymond doesn't punch LeBron James in the nuts <laughs> The Warriors probably win the championship, and it's kind of hard for a narrative point for Durant to join a two-time back-to-back champion team after being knocked out of the playoffs for him. And both those things had to happen for it to even be an option. For Kevin Durant to go, to yeah, I'm
1: so glad you brought the that warriors because um, that was something I wanted to I wanted to bring up too, and I actually forgot about until you until you said it. And also, let's let's take this into perspective too. Curry had to sign that super friendly, super cheap deal, and the cap had to explode uh, to a rate that nobody's ever seen before. It increased twenty four million dollars, and Durant signing a twenty seven million dollar contract. So you're basically only have to you you know I mean you're basically talking about like They already did all the work for you by the cap exploding. So, so many things had to happen for this to work out. It's just, it's crazy. And that's why I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. Like, we're truly witnessing something that will only happen once.
0: Yeah, and that's why we're only going to see it once. It's like, so many berserk things happened this season specifically to allow this to happen. And I hope everybody that's paying attention are, like, soaking it in on, like, how great What's going on is whatever side your, you know, your view is, but it's pretty unreal and unprecedented. and We'll never see this again. No,
1: we won't. And and let's think about just let's just think about the overall fact that with Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, that um, man, I was I was my train of thought there. I was just going to say that yeah, the uniqueness of it is is rare. But also, also you got to think about how. How his legacy will be like remembered too is is um is interesting. I I think I think it'll be fine. I think this is a sign that look it's we're in an era now where it's okay for superstars to leave, like LeBron did it. Now Durant did it. Like now I think it's I think it's totally proven that you can you can survive a hit. Like twenty years from now, I think if they win three championships, you'll remember Kevin Durant as three as a three-time champion, not as a guy who
0: quote-unquote ran away from the spotlight and went to the Warriors yeah I agree especially we got to watch it play out because I think if he does become like uh somehow become fourth fiddle which I doubt because he's that talented of a player then it will hurt his legacy but he's too skilled to not be you know one of two on exactly the as long
1: as he's number one or number two which you know to me he might even be number one um Cause Curry, there was a quote saying, uh, that Curry told him in the meeting that he's okay with being number two. So, I mean, the fact that this is, um, that Durant, if, if Durant's the number one or two guy, then, then yeah, you, he gets all the credit, you know, LeBron gets all the credit. Look at the narrative when LeBron went to Miami. It was, he needed Wade and Bosch to win, but then at the end of Miami Heat, they're like, wow, he really, he's he really cared, the, carried them. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous so his legacy will be fine he'll be remembered as one of the greatest and right now i I think he would arguably a top 20 player of all time and now now that you add at the chance when his career is over and you add two or three rings to it then yeah he's he's kind a conversation piece for the top 10 so yeah exactly so I, I think his situ- I think that whole legacy situation is fine I don't want to get into it um, I do think that this is like the birth of the super teams and that it shows that no matter what happens, you can always, you can always with good P- PR, just mend, mend whatever um, situation comes your way. So let's get into the Warriors cap situation now. Now, I have the numbers up in front of me, Will, in case you don't for, uh, for the cap space. And so right now, they have $80 million in guaranteed contract. Actually, um, when you take into account Jason Thompson's non-guaranteed contract, uh, they, have, they have about $76 million in cap space, or $76 million, and the cap floor is $94 million. Now, Durant is signing for $27 million, so now they're expected to trade Bogut um, in order to clear the rest of the cap space in order to sign Kevin Durant and it's bogus already traded he, he's been officially traded because i know there was talks with dallas but is it official yeah it, yeah it's official. Oh, okay well that makes it easier <laughs> all right so so now they officially have the the cap space to um they have the cap space to sign kevin durant courtesy breaking news from will gill um
0: well technically not official to the right seventh, right right but, yeah. uh,
1: so um now and they signed Zaza Pachulia, a guy who I said in my podcast if, for those of you that heard the podcast yesterday that I um, I said that they would sign the Warriors would sign Zaza Pachulia because he just he'd just be a guy that fits them uh, kind of fits that whole Bogut mold and for only two point nine million that's a steal so again they're using the mid level exception or the mini mid level exception uh, I expect them to retain uh, I I expect them to retain Barbosa. Maurice Spates, uh, Kevin Lowney, uh,
0: Livingston. Livingston.
1: Yeah, well Livingston's under guaranteed contract, so he's good. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they might re-sign Vergeau just as like a third center, or they might sign Festus Ezeli. Uh, I don't know. It depends on how much he gets. He is unrestricted now, so that means that, that even though he's under um, that even though the Warriors can pay him the most, th- which they won't obviously because he didn't do anything to deserve it, but um, the the Warriors don't have the rights to match him, so he can just leave for nothing. Uh, I I I think they're okay if they do if they do leave him because they did draft a center in the draft this year. So between the center that they drafted and signing uh, Zaza Pachulia, I think I think they're good. Um, they sh-
0: Yeah, I think I think Azili's gone. Yeah, they they pull him out of games so fast. The I. I I feel like Steve Kerr does not like trust uh, him at all. Yeah. game at all,
1: yeah. Yeah, I know he doesn't trust him at all. So I think I think he's gone. I'd like to see them uh, keep uh, Kevin Lowney. Uh, Kevin Lowney is guaranteed actually. So I'd like to like to see them keep Ian Clark and James Michael McAdoo because those two guys both showed promise <laughs> last year. Yeah, I like both. Yeah, those guys. and for end of the rotation, uh, for end of the rotation guys, they're good. So if you think about it now, they basically have their rotation set. They're filling out the roster pieces between um Curry, Clay, Draymond, Igudala, Durant, obviously, Sean Livingston. uh again, Barbosa not officially re signing, but I'm sure I'm sure you can count on that in probably most spades as well. So I, I think I think their cap situation is set now. Next year it gets interesting because next year they only have they only have two guaranteed contracts on the books, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. And the cap jumps again uh, $13 million next year. So,
0: And that's all Curry's yeah, money. Yeah, that's
1: going to be all Curry and Durant too because they're both going to sign maxes for 30 years apiece. Um, but, they, but again, the rules allow you to go over the cap to re-sign your own players and, and go into the luxury tax. And I'm sure they're willing to pay for it to keep this dynasty going. So um, they'll have to. Re- I assume they'll re-sign Livingston, Barbosa, all these guys. But they have a lot of cap space in 2017 to where they could they could basically reconstruct the whole entire bench. Because, like I said, all they have technically guaranteed is Green and Clay Thompson.
0: Yeah, when you have a culture like the Warriors do and great players like the Warriors do. You could get players like Zaza to take pay cuts to come play on your team. He could have got more money somewhere else if he really wanted it. And they'll be able to restructure the whole team, get players to play for them for cheap. And I think the Warriors will be willing to go over uh, the salary because I've heard that Warriors, what they bring in on tickets and merchandise that a lot of their bad nights Are most teams' good nights in the NBA, and that's how much money the Warriors are bringing in right now. So I do expect them to pay whatever the tax is to keep their own players. Yeah, and
1: right. I mean, it's not my money, but also like with with how rare it is to be a consistently good team in the NBA. Like you gotta you gotta overpay when you have those years just to have those years, right? Because I mean, it's so hard to get to the top, so. I would I would pay as much as I can for as long as I can to keep the team there. So that's another reason why I say 2017 is really the year you have to circle and look at them, because of the fact that um, they will have such cap room flexibility. I mean, essentially they'll have 35 million. Uh, they'll they'll have 35 million dollars guaranteed out of uh, out of 107 million in the cap. So they'll they'll have so much cap space to work with things and figure things out. So that's why. That's why 2017 is a year to me. Are you, are you on board with me then? That um that 2016 is a year that you kind of give them a pass or 2017.
0: No, 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 no pass from me. <laughs> the team is uh the team is just too talented, yeah. man. Um that Heat team was talented, but we've seen big threes come together before. We haven't seen a team at this caliber since, like you said, the uh the early Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. There's no way this team should lose the championship i don't care about the regular season i don't care if they go to uh try to break the record that they broke uh this season the wins but with this much talent on one team especially with the depth that they have and then the depth lineup the way it got upgraded with kevin durant there's literally no reason they shouldn't win the championship outside of an injury okay i i i see where you're coming from and i'm I'm
1: not gonna like argue it because it is fair, like on talent on, on paper their talent is so great that it really does supersede, like even on paper you say, okay, Cleveland's a team that played together and they have basically the same roster, but they lost a few pieces. So like it, it looks like on paper that they do have the greatest team and they definitely do, there's no question about that. And also another point is that three of their big four has already played together for several years. And it's really just Durant adding in versus when, when it was the heat, it was it was LeBron and Bosch both coming to like to get acclimated in the system.
0: Yeah, there's only one player coming in. And um Steve Kerr's a hell of a coach, yeah. man. He's been under some of the greats. I think this is gonna be the best coach Durant's ever had in his career. And I think we've all kind of agreed watching Oklahoma City basketball that even though we love watching together, that Durant and Westbrook just wasn't a good fit together. They didn't play the same style of basketball. Sometimes Durant got over, uh, Westbrook got over his head, dribbled the ball, shot too ball too much when Durant was the leading scorer on that team. Yeah,
1: and and I'm with that. And just because we're saying that they don't fit, uh, let's 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 clear the narrative now because for so many years it was. It was Durant Westbrook can't play together. They don't like each other. No, they love each other. But
0: yeah, that's one of the reasons I thought he was gonna stay because they were legit. Yeah, friends. they
1: they're legit like brothers in arms type thing where they want to stay together. But um, but with that being said though, they they just didn't fit on the basketball court, and Kevin Durant and Westbrook realized that that they're they're mature enough to say okay, like yeah, we're great friends, but we don't fit together on the court and so it's interesting let's talk about Westbrook for a minute what do you what do you think OKC does and what do you think Westbrook does
0: for me Westbrook leaving like I said about their relationship together Kevin Durant and Westbrook I think Westbrook must have tipped Kevin Durant off that he is not signing an extension with Oklahoma I can't see uh Westbrook staying there anymore
1: yeah i'm I'm with that i think I think that Westbrook is out the door and and plotting his move now whether he says that or not is a totally different thing but um it'll be it'll be interesting to see man because because Oklahoma City has been aggressive in trading their stars early if they know they can't sign him, but if you're a team like New York or l a that apparently those are really what are quote unquote right now the only two options for him. Uh, that's what all reports say is that those are the two options because he loves New York because of the fashion because of the bright lights and he loves LA because it's home but uh and he could be the guy after Kobe and that really intrigues him so um with that being said I do think that with those two being the options that if I'm New York or, or Los Angeles why would I trade for him when I can just sign him I'll have I'll have the cap space right like I don't need to I don't need to trade for him so It'll be interesting to see who uh, who would trade for him if OKC does elect to trade him.
0: But to play devil's advocate to your point, Chris, is um, you would trade for him because there's two teams involved. If you're LA and you hear New York is you know his favorite, you trade for him. If you're New York and you hear LA his favorite, you trade for him. If you have your chance to get what Russell Westbrook and you think he will re-sign with your team, you have to jump on that opportunity if you think he would resign with your
1: team. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean also also do you really pull the trigger and trade all those assets if you think that L A is the favorite if you're New York and say, okay, maybe like yeah, this would be a great like opportunity it'd be a whole entire year to recruit him, basically, but at the same time would you wouldn't you be like, Man, I I don't know, are we should we trade for him? Because then he could just leave for nothing and then we gave up assets and lost him for nothing. So
0: I mean until we start talking about what the assets are I don't think you can know yeah. but
1: well well I, I imagine least... I imagine it's got to be a lot of assets like even though he traded James Harden for for you know like a pick and stuff I I believe that I believe that you know Westbrook's going to get something because Harden wasn't what Westbrook is so Westbrook's got a huge trade market I think
0: but what I'm trying to say is if I'm the Lakers Everybody on my team is movable if that's I'm the Lakers.
1: true that's a very fair point
0: any of those assets are worth uh Russell Westbrook on that team with the Knicks it's a little different with Melo and uh Porzingis. you know these these guys are elite basketball players, but for the Lakers, every young asset you have, I would give it up for a chance at Westbrook
1: yeah I, but also to reverse that too is like i'm I'm with you on that that I could see the Lakers doing it because that does make sense. no one on their no one on their team, even Brandon Ingram, their their newest guy, and DeAndre Russell, even those guys have been rumored to be traded. Like nobody is nobody is safe on that roster. But at the same time, wouldn't it be better to just wait till the offseason, sign Westbrook, then trade those two pieces for another star?
0: No, yeah, it definitely would be better. But I'm just saying, if I have a chance to get them, um, I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah,
1: that's true that's true especially when you're irrational like the Lakers have been so you never know what they're thinking
0: yeah uh brother the the sunbus i don't know his first name he's on a deadline to where he has to get the Lakers to the playoffs or he's yeah, uh, relinquishing the the team to uh, genie bus yeah so he might make an irrational decision that's
1: true that's true but genie bus does have uh say so on, on trade power so yeah, so yeah. I I don't know. That's that's a whole messy situation. You can do a whole another podcast on how messy the Lakers <laughs> yeah. are. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, all definitely. right. So before we get out of here, give me give me a gut feeling on on the Russell Westbrook situation. Like right now, if you had to bet money on it, what would you bet that he just plays a year out and OKC leaves, or that OKC trades him? Yeah,
0: if I bet money on it, it's uh he plays a year out. OKC desperately pitches the be the man in Oklahoma. And it, it doesn't work because he could just be the man in any yeah. town. So yeah. it doesn't matter. That pitch, I don't know why it's such a strong pitch. You know, you could be the man in Oklahoma or you could be the man in L.A. or New York. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's picking be the man in L.A. or New York.
1: Yeah, I'm with that too. But but it does, my pitch would be if I'm Oklahoma is that, look, you have the, this is the ultimate PR move. All you have to do is stay and then all of a sudden you're the good guy you're the you're the one that was loyal to the franchise and all of a sudden Westbrook who's not like around the league considered like the most likable guy or the most likable superstar all of a sudden that that's a huge PR move for him so if, if that matters to him that which I don't think it does really because he kind of he kind of just does whatever's best for him and whatever's best for like his basketball situation but um if that's what matters to him that's an ultimate PR grab
0: yeah yeah uh there's no better PR than playing in LA and New York, X Jeremy yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So That's true. <laughs> so this guy had 10 great games in uh New York and look where his career is. I took. know,
1: he's earned I think over with, between the two contracts, I think he's earned close to um uh, close to 100 million. It's it's yeah, got to so. be in that 80 million range and then plus he'll probably get another contract after and you know, be good. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> you're yeah, right
0: so i i would say small markets matter but you know when you when you do pop off in a big market there is a huge difference definitely
1: definitely all right well well i think that's all we're going to highlight today um there's not really much else to talk about other than the fact that the only other noticeable move is that dirk uh signed a two-year extension with the Mavs for 40 million good to see the Mavs finally paying him what he's worth um
0: and Harrison Barnes over there with the Mavericks yep. too, four years, not And million. Seth
1: Curry, so they're building something. They're <laughs> yeah. building something. They got one of the Curries. They're building something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for your time. Why don't you uh, Why don't you go ahead and plug your hip hop podcast because it's incredibly dope and I listen to it all the time.
0: Oh, uh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, I am Will Gill, one half of Hip Hop Review Podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. If you just search Hip Hop Review Podcast. Uh, you'll find us. We review all the new hip-hop albums coming out, and we do some of our favorite classics, too. So if you're into hip-hop, if you like Chris Platt's uh, Hip-Hop Talk, come check us out.
1: It's Platty, by the way, Will Gill. Had to correct you. Uh, I, I, I'm,
0: I'm, I might stick with Platt just out of stubbornness. Just out of stubbornness. All right. Well, thank you, Will
1: Gill, for tuning in. Uh, again, this is this is my favorite half of Hip-Hop Podcast Review. No, I'm kidding. Love Devontae the Pro, too, you guys. You guys do do great work. um I do tune into a lot of your a lot of your podcasts you know whatever album intrigue me intrigue me uh you guys do a, a bunch of great reviews and you guys always have great perspectives on it so uh check out their stuff again it's in iTunes I'll put it in the link in my podcast so you guys can check it out uh will um you said you were doing a basketball thing too, right or planning on one
0: yeah uh i'm been working on it at Plan to launch it for the at the beginning of the NBA season. It's going to be called NBA Retold, uh, the greatest stories from the NBA. I'll be covering the Shaq and Kobe Lakers this year. Probably ten episodes. Everything they went through from the uh, three P to Kobe's rape allegations.
1: Wow, that sounds that sounds very interesting actually. So it's more of a historical thing than a modern. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's
0: just a retelling of uh, great NBA. okay
1: awesome that's that's great there's not a lot of podcasts out there that do that so good luck to you with that and for those of you that don't know you my name is chris platty uh not plat and <laughs> platty and i um i am the guy who does hip-hop and basketball review podcasts i do podcasts on both sports where i talk not only uh not only just basketball where where i'm talking top um just what happens in the league but i'm also talking about you know the the X's and O's and and the top five players. Some more philosophical debates, like ranking dynasties, is a good one I got coming soon. That's gonna be an awesome one. Uh, and then hip hop, I do like I do like Will Gill. I do album reviews of classic and and new albums as well as I go back and I talk about um, important things in hip hop, like ghost writing, streaming services, all these things that are very um, very important to the culture of hip hop. So please check those out. You can find all of those on Podbean and iTunes. But um, the links to to those accounts will be on my Twitter. And my Twitter handle is chrispy1132. That's my Twitter handle. You can check out all my stuff there. So thank you, Will, for tuning in. And I hope to do another podcast with you.
0: Yeah, will do. Thanks, man. That's fine. No problem.